Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, the markets are trying to make up for lost time. Dow is up near 500. NASDAQ is up 444. I mean, it would be a nice way to end a week if indeed it stays, but there's no saying it's going to stay. When Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, was confirmed for another term, he let everybody know uh, there is no soft landing when it comes to this economy. Controlling inflation? Well, we've got five more rate hikes coming this year. It's probably going to be a half percent per per. We've already done one half percent. You get five more in there. That's six total. That's three percent. We've already done a quarter. It'll be three and a quarter percent up this year alone. He wants inflation to get back to two percent. No one thinks inflation is going to get back to two percent in 2022. Maybe 2023. Maybe. But he's got another problem. You start listening to people in the technology world, they'll tell you that the microchip shortage has no end in sight. But Nintendo and Intel discussing 2023, <laughs> how about 2024? And counting. Now, they're in a different game, uh, <laughs> Nintendo and games, uh, than let's say what, what Ford and, and, and GM and car dealerships are dealing with. But no chips means no chips. No chips means no sales. No sales means no product for people to buy. The inflation stays high or even goes up. That the market's looking for some good news? Man, I get it. They need some good news. It's been ugly, my dear people. And in the crypto world, there are people are talking about, I'm going to lose my house. And I got I to gotta be honest, I don't. I mean, I'm sorry. But is the is the best way I can put it. You're telling me you mortgaged your house to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or or any other cryptocurrency. That's I mean that's like putting all your money into Amway, and I'm not even anti-Amway. Is Amway still a thing? It's just that it's not it's not responsible. And I believe in personal responsibility. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833 got Tony. 833 468 8669. That is uh, the, the, the number. I, I, I'm, I've got a myriad of subjects uh, uh, today, right? We, we, we've got a whole thing on formula that you got to hear just a, a how, how the system works. And, I, and I, I have my own research to do. It was a pretty interesting conversation. I wanted to share it uh, with you. We've got uh, in Indianapolis, we got Grand Prix a weekend. Uh, going on uh, right there, uh, we have a bunch happening, and and Rand Paul putting his marker down on not allowing uh, the Ukraine money to go so quickly. Uh, so we're clear, uh, $40 billion is going to Ukraine. That's going to happen. But his argument, his argument is sound. But man, these markets are just a thing. When I say a thing, the thing, I mean, it's just incredible. And I I personally don't see how things get better anytime soon. Not that I don't want them to, I just don't see it. 
then again, I would not have known that markets would collapse the way they have been over the last week. But I, I had an interesting conversation last night on News Nation. And this is about Netflix, but it starts with a conversation about Disney. Really interesting conversation about Disney and the idea that somehow it's it's Ron DeSantis that looks bad in in the latest back and forth. And the latest is that, well, subscribers are up for Disney. Subscribers are up big for Disney. Eight million subscribers. Well, how in the world does that happen? How is Disney up eight million subscribers when Netflix dropped so many subscribers? How 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 is that uh, possible? And I was on News Nation. I said, well, you got to remember something about these numbers. The boycott works, but I want to take a look at some of those numbers just for a little bit of understanding. When you take a look at the 7.9 million, which I admit, a giant number, especially when you contrast it to Netflix going down, as has been discussed, half of those subscribers came from uh, areas that were more interested in either the bundle or sports Areas. There's a lot of live sports that Disney has, especially around the world with cricket and things like that. So it's a very interesting number and in how that would break down how the rest of the world. How the rest of the world sees Disney versus Ron DeSantis is different than how we may see it, different how Florida sees it. Of course, Florida uh, pushed forth and voted for the Parental Rights and Education Act. Liars and bigots and hateful shrews referred to it as the Don't Say Gay Bill. They're liars. They're terrible people who are not deserving of your love or respect. Anybody who refers to it as the don't say gay bill is a liar by definition. But that's what they called it. Because you might as well attack. And Disney bought into that attack. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to do this or we're going to do that or running their business, they decided to jump into this conversation. Well, Tony, they had to. Their employees wanted them to. And this is what's going to bring us to Netflix. I'll get there in a second. So they jump in on this conversation. Now, some of their jumping in was was foolhardy, basically saying they're going to pressure the state to repeal this legislation. They're, they're now, they have now put themselves at odds with parents. And what, what Ron DeSantis said is, I'm taking the side of parents, the voters, thank you very much. Now, the, the other uh, part of it is that they, they admitted that they... they um, we're working on, uh, you know, adding this kind of character and that kind of character, and they're going to create this this not-so-secret gay agenda. And you're like, what in the, what in the hell is that? J- just add characters. We're not even, we're not, we just want good stories. You're working on a not-so-secret gay agenda? That's just weird. But how it got phrased is that, you know, the rights engaged in these culture wars. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. When the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, is referring to parents as domestic terrorists, they engage the culture war. When anybody asks a question about kids' homework assignment or what's going on in schools, they're racist, sexist, bigots, or homophobes, that's culture war. When you started having uh, drag queen uh, library hours, that's culture war. I mean, it's... It just is.
what it is. What the ups- what what has the left upset is that the right is fighting it. And I have made myself perfectly clear, I'm down for the fight. I want the fight, and I plan on winning it. This is going to bring us to that Netflix story, but first, let's go back to the Disney story. Because I got this asked this question from Leland Vitter. And, 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 and Leland's a friend. I have nothing against Leland whatsoever. I just thought it was an interesting question. And I want to, I didn't know if other people were kind of making this claim. And this is about, you know, Disney got the subscribers. There's a reason for it. You know, live sports is, is a reason for it. And if that accounts for half of the subscribers they got, four, 4 million of the 8 million, is there an issue there? Maybe there was an effect. Maybe maybe there wasn't an effect with any level of, of protest or boycott of of uh, of Disney because of their actions. But Leland phrased it, Leland Vitter over there at News Nation phrased it in this idea that it was somehow Ron DeSantis taking a hit from Disney because Disney's uh, profitability was better and they gained subscribers. And listen. What's worse, though, if we look at Ron DeSantis, what's worse Disney picks a fight with you and you end up uh, on the ropes uh, in the corner or you pick a fight with Disney and you end up in the corner. Either way, when you're running for president, can you afford to have called for this big culture war and this big boycott and the Republican base, if you will, doesn't show up to boycott? Ron DeSantis chose a fight that wasn't necessarily about boycott. It was about certainly special privileges in terms of the the Reedy Creek Improvement District where they took away uh, that. He decided that if Disney was going to stick their nose that aggressively in in the business of parents in Florida, he was going to push back. It's a question of whether or not the political right at large is going to say we're not buying Disney stock, we're not going to use Disney Plus, we're not going to go to Disney theme parks. Certainly this has only been like a month or so, and this is three months worth of earnings. We can take a look at it next quarter but the question that you're asking is a solid one huh? are they serious about doing it or do they look at their kids really want to watch moon night <laughs> yeah. like all right and you, you really to want to cinderella die look now i'm not wrong about that about moon night but the and there's no knowing whether or not a long-term boycott is going to work or, or, or in the short term or in the long term it's just you don't know yet and if people don't ter- turn away from disney well then it won't but the idea that Ron DeSantis started this culture war. That's that's not true. And I'm more than happy to fight back against that, even with friends that, no, you shouldn't say it that way. Ron DeSantis chose parents. Ron DeSantis didn't choose a a culture war. That's just fact. That's just fact. Which brings us to now, at long last, this Netflix memo. This Netflix memo is proof that fighting gets a result, that the culture war is worth it, and you should keep speaking up about what's going on in your kid's school, what's going on around you. You should never, ever, ever be afraid to do so. They have put forth uh, a Netflix culture document. I know people aren't happy with Netflix, and there's lots of reasons to be. But this Netflix culture document seems to uh, be a response to, well, the the controversy over Dave Chappelle and his uh, Netflix special, The Closer, where it's claimed uh, that uh, his comments were transphobic. They they weren't. The Closer is an excellent piece of of art in that he spends, uh, if it's a 60-minute special, he spends 59 minutes setting up the line, which states, don't tell me I can't be a comic. 
recognize me for my humanity. I'm allowed to say these things. And because you're offended, you don't get to tell me I can't be me. He takes the, the, the commentary, the philosophy that the transgender community, quote unquote, likes to use and uses it back on them. And they were so offended by that, that's why they lost their minds. Oh, they were going to walk out, so they were going to quit. And Netflix doubled down on Dave Chappelle. And then they put out this statement. Entertaining the world is an amazing opportunity and also a challenge because viewers who have very different tastes and points of view. So we offer a wide variety of TV shows and movies, some of which can be provocative. To help members make informed choices about what to watch, we offer ratings, content warnings, and easy-to-use parental controls. They continue, not everyone will or agree with, not everyone will like or agree with everything on our service. While every title is different, we approach them based on the same set of principles. We support the artistic expression of the creators we choose to work with. We program for a diverse of a diversity of audiences and tastes, and we let viewers decide what's appropriate for them versus having Netflix censor specific artists or voices. And it concludes with this. As employees, we support the principle that Netflix offers a diversity of stories, even if we find some titles counter to our own personal values. Depending on your role, you may need to work on titles you perceive to be harmful. If you'd find it hard to support our content, Brett, Netflix may not be the best place for you. And that is a win in the culture war. That is the statement in support of free speech. It isn't about whether or not you like it. It is about whether or not we have a commitment to airing things in all the ways. And the answer is we have a commitment, and if that's not okay with you, then Netflix isn't the place for you. That's exactly what you want to hear. Do not bow. Do not bend to these people. These bigots, these awful, horrible, non-inclusive, anti-diversity people. See what I did there? It felt pretty good, didn't it? Do not bow to them. Fight. Because you have the principled argument. What's the terminology that I like to use? Uh, uh, tyranny of cliches. Uh, I think this was Jonah Goldberg when he wrote Tyranny of Cliches. Um, uh, the, the, they're, they're on the wrong side of history. They should be on the right side of history. The wrong side of history, the right side of history is written by whoever won. But these people oppose free speech. They oppose people sharing ideas and putting them out into the public sphere. They oppose people they disagree with being heard at all. And they are very fine with silencing those people. And they feel like they're good people for it. They're not good people for it. They're awful. They're the enemy of existence. So let's say so. And let's show our kids so. And let's support this document. You may not still want to support Netflix for some other things they've done. I'm not going to tell you no. I get that. But this is a concept. Writing this down. Stating it clearly, something that we would consider to be so basic and so American just 20 years ago is an act of bravery today. And I am thrilled with it. Because what it states is that when you fight, you can win. And that people support Ron DeSantis because he fights. And people will support those they don't like speaking out because they fight because they get to speak out as well. This is a win for the culture war because it's real 
And as we've said from the beginning, we're here to win it. I'm Tony Katz.